Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Evidence is everything. Without evidence, a murderer can walk free. Without evidence, it's one person's word against another. And without evidence, we can be left paranoid and wondering. Some crime cases are left a mystery simply because of the lack of evidence. But in other cases, the evidence is so overwhelming, it brings into question the very psychology behind everything. Just like in today's case. It simply begs the question, what the actual... My name's Ben. And I'm Nicole. And you're listening to Wicked and Grim. A true crime podcast. today i'm sorry no beverages you're not having one well i don't always neither do i yeah you do (laughs) thanks you're just making me sound like an alcoholic oh boy i had beer with dinner tonight we went out for dinner so now we went on a spontaneous date night because our power was out so we were like instead of just making dinner at home which we can because we have gas system and stuff we still could have (laughs) cooked we decided to just go for dinner instead because fuck it it was nice it was though it was a nice little monday surprise it was Yeah. It was actually kind of neat because uh, we're trying to do some more YouTube stuff. We actually have some interesting plans for the podcast, which uh, we'll be kind of talking about in the near future. Um, but anyways, we, we did a little vlog today. Mm-hmm. A day in the life, right? A day in the life, living in a tiny home and being entrepreneurs, business owners, podcasters, like the whole like, it was our day. Mm-hmm. So we're going to get that vlog up on YouTube here pretty quick. And in all honesty, it was a pretty normal day for us, really. It I would was. Say. Yeah. At the only unnormal, well, I was home for most of the day. Usually I'm out shooting, but I didn't have any shoot scheduled today. So it's kind of nice. Yeah, touche. Um, but I, I want to get off this topic really quick because I need to get on the topic of Halloween costumes. Oh, yeah. That's all Ben talks about all October, Halloween. I am undecided what I'm going to dress <laughs> up as this year. You have a couple ideas, though. I do, but they're recycled ideas and I'm kind of feeling bad about that. You could go hit up Value Village, too, and see what they have. I could. I mean, we're getting a little bit late, I feel. I think you could still find something, though. I'm, I'm sure I could, but I don't know. I'm just, usually I'm like a month's in in advance preparation for this kind of thing. So so your options are a monkey onesie. Yes. Um, a, a pink lady from Greece. Yeah. Because you had that costume, and I might see if I can dig it out and try and stuff myself into it. it. Yeah, if we kept it. Yeah. I don't know. I can always think of something else, though, too. I can do, like, zombie makeup or something. Who knows? Yeah. So I'll figure something out. But do you know what you're going to do? Do you even have anywhere to go? (laughs) Oh, you make it sound like heaven forbid I would have anywhere to go. Okay, I know you have places to go. Are you able to go to any places? Have you figured that out yet? Oh, I'm unsure. I might be just at home editing weddings. Fair. We'll see. We'll see. Because there is this fundraiser happening for this, say, uh, a local uh, animal rescue called Good Cause Crow Rescue. Uh, a friend of mine, Dana, runs it. Shout out to you, Dana. You're, I know you're listening right now. Um, <laughs> she's got this fundraiser going to kind of help raise some funds for these animals mm-hmm. that she just like takes in and everything. So Super I'm going to be going to that. Yeah. Um, and I got to figure out something to wear for it. But uh, yeah. I think you should think of something new, something you haven't done. Yeah. Something I haven't done. Hey. Yeah. I'll brainstorm. I'll go on Pinterest for you. Do it up. Maybe I should just go as Eve or Adam. Mm. I'll just wear a leaf. There. No one needs to see that. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, oh, <laughs> let's no save one. that for home. Eh? There, there we go. There we go. <laughs> um, maybe the patrons can see it. I don't know. 
I don't even know what they'd want to do. <laughs> no, no. I was just trying to think of some sort of transition to talk about Patreon here. <laughs> it was, it worked, but it didn't. <laughs> it, it, yeah. So um, I did want to thank our patrons who signed up this past week to go support us over there. Uh, so the amazing people who signed up, and I'm probably going to butcher this very first name here, but I'm going to do my best. Uh, Kiani. I, I hope I say that right. Kiani B, Jennifer Kramer, Justin, James Simpson, Hannah Grace, Abby Garland, and Amanda Snook all signed up and are getting that behind the scenes exclusive content. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we appreciate you guys. And even if you're not on Patreon, trust me, we appreciate you guys too. You're yes. awesome. But that's awesome. Thank you so much. Yes. So, so much. And so much. I promise you, I will not be posting <laughs> a picture of me wearing nothing but a leaf. As you were reading that, I was just like, gosh, do are you trying to get people to sign up or <laughs> not? <laughs> trying to get them to unsubscribe if you're doing that. Um, You ready for this though? I'm ready. This case is uh, an interesting one. I've never heard of it. I just kind of happened to come across it in my my travels on, I think it was TikTok oh, about really? a week ago. Okay. And I thought it was interesting. So here we are. Good old TikTok, hey? You can learn lots on there, can't you? You definitely can. <laughs> uh, so I'm actually going to start this one off by reading the uh, a bit of an insert from the victim's obituary. Okay. So Margaret was a beloved mother, proud grandmother, caring sister and cherished aunt. She was born June 28, 1952 in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania to the late John and Ellen Shade. Throughout Margaret's life, she was always had a gift and passion for dance. For many years, Margaret was the co-owner and dance instructor with her family at Shade Sisters Dance Studio. And this case is all about Margaret today. Okay. So it's unfortunate. I mean, Margaret sounds like an incredible individual, especially mm -hmm. like the Shade Sisters Dance Studio, like that right there. It's it's her maiden name, for example, yeah. in the name of that studio. So it's like a family, family business, business. Yeah. which just even it gets to your heart just that little bit more, you know. Mm -hmm. So so I mean, just from hearing that, it sounds as though she was a very family oriented person. She was very, very much so. Which makes his case all the worse. Awesome. Yeah. Love to hear that. <laughs> so let's start this out. Um, Margaret lived in South Fayette, Pennsylvania. It was a nice and hot autumn morning when Margaret's daughter, Ellen, uh, was making a phone call. Now it was around 1030 a.m. this morning and she tried to get a hold of her mother. It was September 1st, 2019. Oh, Ellen, that's super recent. Definitely is. Ellen was trying to notify members of the family about the passing of an uncle in the family. And she was calling her mom to pass on the terrible news. Aww. Yeah. So Ellen picked up the phone, dialed her mom's phone number, and it rang. And rang. And rang. There was no answer. So she decided to continue calling others, and she needed to inform other individuals as well. Mm -hmm. So she called her half-brother, David, who was next in the list. She called him. And dialed his number and the phone rang and he picked up on the other end. David was 33 and during the conversation, he informed his sister that he was actually at their mother's house. That he was at Margaret's house um, and she was actually down for a nap and that's why she didn't answer the phone. She's kind of sleeping right now, unable to answer the phone sort of thing, right? Okay. So Ellen decided like, okay, you know what, just let her know I phoned and I'll, I'll give her a call back in a little while too. So that's kind of exactly it. She's like, I'll call her back when she's awake. So she hung up the phone and there we go. No red flags. She just, okay, yeah. Try well, her later. There was a little bit of a red flag in this situation. She didn't know David was actually in town. David lived oh. out of town. He'd actually recently moved to another town, which isn't exactly odd in itself. But the concerning part, the kind of red flag part, if you will, David in the past had actually been accused of physically abusing their mother several times oh yes and so now he's unexpectedly home alone with her okay yeah that's that would make you feel a bit uneasy that's for sure yeah so ellen decided okay you know what, whatever um, i'm gonna call her back in a few hours when she's gonna be awake right yeah so she dialed the no number again phone rings mid-afternoon sort of thing however the same scenario applied her mother didn't answer the phone, but David, however, did. And his response didn't change either. He told Ellen that their mother was sleeping and couldn't come to the phone. 
And this is like a few hours later or a couple hours later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So we're mid-afternoon now, right? Okay. So Ellen, again, did the same thing. Call back in a little while. Oh, and shit. And she called back that evening. And again, David answered. And he told her the same thing. Their mother was sleeping and she couldn't come answer the phone. It's the same conversation. It seemed like Groundhog Day was happening here for Ellen. Um, Ellen finally had enough. It happened over and over again throughout the day. Margaret can't be sleeping this whole time. It's been far too long. Yeah. Right? So Ellen kind of got angry with David and told him, quote, if she is still asleep, maybe she needs to go to the hospital. Maybe something's wrong with her. Nobody could possibly sleep that wrong, right? And I mean, totally. She's 100% right. Well, yeah, through the whole day. I mean, unless, you know, that's when they normally are sleeping, if they're work graveyards or something. But yeah, at this point, I think I would be like heading over there. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I probably would have headed over there after like the, maybe even the first one because I am just like a little bit nuts. Yeah. A little paranoid. I mean, I don't think Ellen is the host of a true crime podcast and has all this <laughs> yeah. like ingrained in her to I'm just not judge- shit immediately. I'm not judging her whatsoever. Oh, I know not you're not. going over, but I, I, yeah, I'm just like my OCD. I'd be there. Yeah. Uh, so Ellen knew like. She wasn't the only one who was also trying to get a hold of Margaret as well. Many other family members have been calling, you know, with the whole like passing of the uncle sort of situation. Yeah. But they were all actually met with the same excuse from David regarding Margaret. Um, Now, sometimes she did explain a little bit further saying that she had drank too many drinks and took medication with and they didn't mix too well sort of thing. Okay. Okay. You know, causing her to pass out, which I can understand. But even still, there is a bit of suspicion here, especially considering his history. Right. So this still this excuse still wasn't enough to explain a day and a half because that's where we're at now. It was oh, a day and a half gosh. later. It wasn't just the one day. The phone calls kept happening the next day. Oh, my gosh. So a day and a half later, this is still not a good enough excuse. And Ellen said... Like something is seriously wrong. Yeah. So Ellen called in a wellness check with authorities for her mother. She called the South Fayette Police Department and they quickly sent out some officers to check on her house on Old Orchard Drive. Now, unfortunately, police were unable to get an answer when they knocked at the front door and it appeared like no one was home. So Ellen didn't take the the response from authorities too well that, you know, quote, no one was home you know, very well. She's like, uh, that's not good enough. This is a wellness check. You need to make sure. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm honestly not even sure. Can they just like break in at that point? Like I have no idea. I, I think they need reasonable suspicion still, even for a wellness check. Right. I, okay. I believe so. Don't yeah. quote me on that. And, and I'm sure it's different. Different everywhere. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so Ellen's like, something's not right. She should be home. David was answering the phone saying this excuse, like You need to figure something out. Yeah. So she continued to call the police requesting the wellness checks over and over. And she did so approximately two dozen times that day. Oh my gosh. Yes. Because I'm assuming she doesn't live in the same town then, correct? I'm not too certain. I don't know where exactly she lives. Okay. Well, I imagine if she did, she probably would have just gone there. Potentially. Potentially. Yeah. Um, And to be fair... To be fair, <laughs> uh, authorities weren't just like knocking the door. Oh, she's not home and leave. Like they were coming and going, like trying again and again. And they, the whole time Ellen's like, yeah, we need a wellness check. Like you need to make sure you need to make the contact. You need to figure this out. Yeah. So authorities are trying. Ellen's trying. And eventually at 1145 that same day, police didn't just knock on the door and assume, you know, no one was home. This time they forced entry into the home. Okay, good. They were going to connect on this wellness check. They could see something was wrong right away. Everything in the house was in disarray and there were clear signs of a struggle. Uh Uh-oh. Police slowly and cautiously made their way through the home, trying to find any signs of Margaret or David. They stepped across the floor, making their way through broken glass everywhere and scattered belongings and began to see blood. There were pools and drops on the floor. There were splatter marks up the walls and smears throughout the house. And police knew they were about to see something absolutely horrific. Mm -hmm. David was nowhere to be found. But it would be in the upstairs bathroom where they would finally locate Margaret. She was found lifeless 
laying folded in the bathtub. She was laying in the bathtub in such an unnatural way that it was clear whoever put her there would have had to completely have broken her back in oh. order to position her in the way that she was found. Jeez. They were clearly dealing with a brutal murder uh -huh. and the investigation quickly ensued. Okay, just how you described that, it's un like the people, so like the police officers, you know literally like you're walking through a scene, right? Yeah. And you, it's just getting worse and worse and like your whole body, all your senses I think would be like you turn around, like you don't want to see what's coming, but like they have to go and find it. Like that, yeah. that's just, I don't know. For some reason, just the way you described it made me be like, wow. Well, what if the next corner, the next bedroom you approach, oh. someone is in there and they need your help? Yeah. Because you don't know for sure. Maybe they're still alive, right? I guess. Mm -hmm. So if you look at it that way, but yep. oh, I i mean, everything in your body would be kind of almost being like run away, but they don't. They, they go find it. Yeah. Which major props to investigators and authorities yeah. like that, because that's. That's hard. Oh, I couldn't do it. No yeah. way. It's incredible what they actually have to do. So props to you guys out there. Um, and the ones specifically in this case, they, of course, found pieces of evidence right away at the scene to paint a picture of exactly kind of what occurred, like the blood splatter, for example, the broken glass. Mm -hmm. um, but they also found a lot more evidence than just that. They found three garbage bags on the scene containing several disposed gloves, an almost empty bottle of ammonia, a empty bottle of bleach, a roll of masking tape, and several bloodstained towels. Oh my gosh. They were also able to determine um, that Margaret had suffered not only a broken back, but suffered fractured ribs, laceration on her face, and several contusions across her body. The autopsy report concluded that Margaret Sumney had died from blunt force trauma to her head, neck, and body. Essentially, she was beaten to death. And, and why? Like, David just, like, hated her that much? Well, we don't know it's David. I don't You're know. assuming I'm here. assuming here, and I, I could be eating these words, but... You won't be. Okay, because I'm like... I would be shocked if it wasn't it's, it's him. It's very obvious here who the culprit is, but that's not the mystery of this story. There is so much more to just, oh, who did it? It's, there's, I don't want to give shit away. There's, there's just a major what the fucks. Okay, okay? that's fair. Yeah. Uh, so Ellen, of course, heard the news right away. I mean, she's calling authorities on a wellness check, oh right? And authorities gosh. made the connection. They're like, okay, we, we found your mother. Unfortunately, here's the situation. Yeah. Um, and clearly and understandably, she'd be shaken. And eventually she managed to compose herself and she was calling family, David being one of them. So she told David the news. She picked up the phone, dialed his number, his phone rang. And when she broke the news to him on the other end, in a very cold response, he simply said, quote, I don't want to give you the wrong answer. Ellen, and I don't blame her because I'm in the exact same boat, didn't really know how to react to that. Mm -hmm. uh, so she again told him, you know, our mother was killed. She's dead. And David once again replied, quote, I just don't want to give you the wrong answer. Oh, my gosh. I feel like I would just lose my shit. Yeah. Like, I, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> Your mother has passed away and has been murdered. And your answer is, I don't want to give you the wrong answer. Yeah. What? Excuse me. I mean, I'm just waiting to hear more details about yeah. things. But like if he maybe has some sort of like mental illness or something, I'm wondering. But um, well, and like in a situation like that, shock can do a lot to people. That's true. That's true. But then I mean, I'm assuming Ellen is kind of thinking that he potentially did this so i don't know holy yeah. shit holy shit i feel like this case is gonna piss me off i'm already pissed yeah i might and i mean it's not surprising in all honesty but david would become the police number one suspect that very day in the hunt for where he was now began you don't say it would be two days later on september 4th that the police would arrest david he was attending his uncle's funeral who had passed away when ellen was originally trying to contact Margaret. really right? okay yeah. so they found david outside the funeral and they had he had some interesting things on him at the time he had a diamond gold necklace 
a silver bracelet, which both belonged to his mother, three blank checks with his mother's name on it, and his mother's debit card. Oh, gosh. Okay. So that's some pretty damning evidence. Yeah. No shit. Yep. Um, he had also checked into a nearby hotel for the duration of his stay during the funeral. And the hotel was called the Hotel Indigo. Indigo. And in the room, they found even more. They found a gun that had belonged to Margaret and also some of her purses. Reportedly, he had also gifted a pearl necklace to one of the hotel staff saying, um, for a pretty lady from a pretty lady. Okay. So, I'm just, I don't even know how to respond to this. This is disturbing. Oh yeah, it is. It really is. So the evidence is just piling up. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like this is some seriously damning evidence. It, it like, it doesn't even compare to what's going to happen here soon. So just bear with me. Um, but David, of course, denied any involvement in the death. Like, <laughs> like any individual like that would. Um, instead, David tried to point police in another direction, saying maybe it was an accident or maybe it was an overdose. And then once they kind of like, well, the evidence certainly does not point to that. Like she had a broken back. Well, yeah. Folded in a tub. Like there's a struggle, like all this sort of there's shit. There's no fucking way. He then said, oh, well, well, she was actually seeing a guy. Um, you should go look into him. Okay. Yeah. This guy, I'm just like pissed. Right now, I feel like I'm Ellen right now and just like livid. I'd be losing my mind. Well, rightfully so. Rightfully so. Holy heck. Uh, so not fooled at all. Mm -hmm. The police continue their focus on David. And when they turn to his cell phone, this is when they found something absolutely disgusting. Okay, what? I don't see how much could get worse here. I don't think anyone is ready for what they found on his cell phone. Police found a total sum of 277 photos David had taken of the crime scene, his mother's deceased body, and even some photos that included the act of the murder. One photo in particular showed David taking a selfie, a selfie with his now deceased mother visible next to him while he had her blood smeared across his face and he is posed giving a thumbs up to the camera. What? Yeah. Are you serious right now? He took a selfie with her body. That's Blood on his face going thumbs up. Is this guy a literal monster? Like this is his mom? Like, Like she gave birth to him? Correct. Okay, like legit mom. Okay. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, I I don't know. I still don't know how to process that information when I first came across it. That's the initial information that I discovered that made me look into this case. Like, what? I'm sorry, but like, I can't imagine like what would be going on inside of you to be killing your mom for one. And then like literally like posing for a selfie with her dead body with a thumbs up. Yeah. So to put it in perspective too, like you are a professional photographer. Your job is to take photos. It takes a lot of time to take 277 pictures. Well, not me necessarily. Break it down. For you, a professional who is just snap, 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 okay, snap, snap. Like you're taking pictures damn near like every other second. Mm -hmm. It's going to be 15, 20 minutes before you hit the 300 mark. Like, was he, was this a prolonged thing where she was just suffering? Because now this is just so cruel. This is brutal. I mean, with all the photos and everything, they were able to paint somewhat of a timeline and know she thankfully was not suffering. The death was one evening sort of thing. She was not tortured per se. Okay. As far as evidence shows, as far as I was able to find researching this. But seriously, like this fucker was getting phone calls from family and basically she was dead. Yeah. And he's just saying that she's asleep, having a nap. Yeah. And just lying to everybody. Yeah. Okay. Well. Um, Amongst those photos, there was also a video um, and it's timestamped 241 September 1st. And it shows David washing his now mother's lifeless body in the bathtub where she was found. Oh my 
gosh, this just this is just okay. So not only were they able to recover these horrific pieces of evidence, these photos and video, but they were also able to look in the search history on his phone and they found while in her house, he was researching things such as, quote, how long does it take before a body starts to decompose? And how long do you wait to dispose of a body? Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay, can I just ask a question? And I don't even know if you're going to know this. But, and I don't do even think it's super important, but I just for some reason I'm curious. Were these photos just like in his fucking gallery or were they like in his deleted folder? I don't know for sure, but I'm assuming they're just in his gallery. I don't think someone with that amount of evidence on their phone, uh, they're not sorting it or storing it properly. It's just fucking there. That's just wild. So beyond fucked that I, okay. You look, here's the word of the day, flabbergasted. I really am. <laughs> it's it's hard to process this one. That is just. I told you. I mean, okay. Sometimes I can kind of under, okay. This is going to sound <laughs> so bad. I can kind of like sometimes understand. I don't even think I can say this, but like people murdering, it kind of there there's there's mental disorders and things yes. that, that take place that you can or, wrap your mind around yes. or people being that angry or whatever. But to literally like to be like documenting the whole thing on your phone like that. And it's and it's your mom. Yeah, I don't know. Well, there, there's cases on crime where there's motive. There's cases on crime where there's psychological things, whatever. But then there's cases with crime where it's just senseless. And no matter how you look at it, you just, it doesn't make sense. Why? How? Like none of it makes sense. And this is one of those cases. Mm-hmm. Um, in just three months following David's arrest, uh, the county district attorney's offices proposed a plea deal. And three years later in 2022, David did exactly that. He plea, he pled guilty to third degree murder in connection to his mother's death. So on August 17th, 2022, David entered this deal in the courtroom and his plea bargain resulted in the dropping of all other charges against him. All charges against him for third degree murder. Other charges such as first degree murder, desecration of a corpse, for example, you know, potential torture, break and what? entry, all these things. When they had so much evidence, why are they doing that? Right. What are they, what are they needing from him? I don't know. Oh my gosh. You're kidding me. In a deal with them, they say, if you plead guilty, we'll give you third degree murder and drop all other charges. And like third degree murder, what is he going to get? Is he out now? Well, third degree murder is exactly what, uh. The result was he was found guilty on oh, third degree murder. You're kidding me. Um, but, but I mean, this left him with only a maximal, a possible maximum sentence of 40 years. Maximum. That was the possibility. Um, now, during the trial, a medical expert testified that David's mental capacity was significantly impaired at the time of his mother's killing due to the consumption of, quote, extremely high doses of Adderall, a.k.a. he was on drugs. Okay. So he wasn't with it because he was on drugs is essentially what it is. Um, so David was handed a 20 year sentence and they allowed him to avoid oh. all these other severe charges. Okay. I just had to look up cause I was like, what exactly is third degree murder? Like I just couldn't remember. So like the specific definition. Yeah. If someone intends to harm only, but accidentally kills a person. Yeah. Like it was an accident. Basically. Okay. Okay. It's ma- it's often called manslaughter. Okay. Because that's what I was like. Is that what that is? That is not enough. No. Not enough at all. Oh my gosh. I can't comprehend why when they had so much 
to put him away forever, really. Yeah. But for whatever reason, they let him make, they, they, they suggested this plea deal and they went along with it with them. Hmm. Which does not make any fucking no. sense to me, which pisses me off so much. Yeah. Um, so 20, yeah. 20 years is not enough for what he did. No. Uh, so the crimes David committed against his own mother, Margaret, was unfortunately not the first sign that he was capable of such things. So we've gone over David's crime against his mother and his resulting sentence from it. However, there is a history. And we're going to talk about that now. You so ready? the fact that there's a history means like they definitely should not, like he needs to be gone for longer. Yes. Because he's going to come out and probably do it again. Probably. So his sister, Ellen, as we talked about earlier, recalled an incident from when David was only five years old. Five. Now she remembers being 15 at the time and upstairs in a room when all of a sudden throughout the house, she heard her mother screaming at the top of her lungs. So she rushed to go see what was going wrong. And apparently it was David. At the time, he had a friend over and he and his friend had just killed a bird and Margaret had just found it in the home. So Margaret was horrified and screaming what she found. And she told David, quote, this is what serial murderers do. Uh-huh. Did they do something weird to the bird other than just kill it? That's all I know. Okay. But still, that's how it starts. Like, yes. Pr like practicing on animals or whatever. Yes. Now, some situations that I found, they're talking about it being a baby bird. Oh, my gosh. Um, but yeah, they they killed it. I Some heard without evidence they were talking about torturing of the bird but all i could find was he killed a bird okay i mean at five that that i it depends I, I mean if it was an accident or whatever but this does not seem like it would have been no this was intentional mm -hmm. uh now his history isn't just painted in the memories of you know their home either uh there's legitimate court documents and arrest records that show david had a history with the law and violence so his first, as I kind of already mentioned with the abuse of his mother, right? Mm -hmm. So his first incident was in April of 2011 uh, when he was arrested for a DUI. Uh, three years later, in June of 2014, David would again be arrested, but this time on harassment charges. I couldn't clarify who those harassment charges were, were on. Mm -hmm. uh, two months later after that, he then was charged with assaulting his mother. In June of 2015, David was charged with aggravated assault, public drunkenness, disorderly conduct, and harassment for allegedly beating up his 71-year-old father, David Lee Sumney, senior. Sorry, uh, This incident had began simply over a debate with some vacation scheduling when David snapped, pinned his father against the front door of the house, and began striking him in the face. Oh my gosh. A 71-year-old man. That's did terrifying. That uh, a year later, on November 2016, David again was charged with assaulting his mother. David was reportedly drunk and began violently assaulting Margaret. He kicked her and grabbed her by the neck while striking her. There were also notes in the file that reported he, quote, picked her up around the chest area and squeezed her, causing severe pain below her breast area, while he stated, this is how we do it in the Navy SEALs. It's important to note that there is no record of David ever being in the Navy. The Navy even looked into their system. He never existed in it whatsoever. She was probably terrified of him. Oh, she was. Yeah. Another assault incident against Margaret saw her write a letter asking for some temporary protection mm. from her son. Um, now, in this incident, he reportedly punched her in the face and again squeezed her torso. At the end of the incident, while Margaret was able to escape the house, she ran to the neighbors for help and David reportedly shouted to her as she ran away, quote, I'll get you next time. Oh, my goodness. Okay. This is unreal. I am just flabbergasted that they let him have a plea with all this. Yeah, it makes no sense. It makes absolutely no sense. There has to be more. Something we are not aware of because it just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. Because these, like I said, these are criminal documents. Yeah. These are assault charges filed. This isn't hearsay. These are things 
on his yep. fucking record. And then literally every single piece of evidence that they had for her murder. Yeah. Like I just said, this quote, quote, I'll get you next time. That is on documents before she was killed. Oh my gosh. And they literally just lowered it to a third degree. Yeah. That is bizarre. Sounds like first premeditated to me. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. He hated her for some very odd reason. So through all these incidents, David was never convicted of a felony. All the charges were that were laid against him were either downgraded big surprise because we've already seen that happen or David pleaded to a misdemeanor instead, basically the same as last pleaded to a downgraded charge, right? Mm. Margaret though had a heart of gold. And even though her son was violent towards her and even though she was terrified of him, she still loved him and was in the court looking for pleas of leniency towards him. So she was still on his side trying to fight for leniency. Thanks for that. That's so sad. It is. My heart just broke into a million pieces. So basically as a result of this, he never received more than eight months in confinement. And I couldn't clarify what confinement means, whether it's house arrest or mm -hmm. what, mm -hmm. um, and probation for all those charges. Wow. And she, she probably just believed in him so much that he'll get better. Or we'll get through this. Probably. And then it, it led to her death. Yep. Because he's such a piece of shit. He had, there has to be more, like he has to have some sort of mental illness in my opinion. Cause I just don't think that someone who's of sane mind would kill their mom. Well then if he does, I don't know why he's not in some sort of getting psychiatric help. care. Yeah. Like he, like he needs to maybe be getting some help of sorts. Yeah. But as far as I can tell, he's not, he's just behind bars for 20 years. And because in someone like this, I feel like in 20 years, I just, I can't envision them changing. No, I, which is a big problem with any sort of uh, imprisonment system in, in North America. It's just put people away. Because I think, I do really think some people can change, but they have to be remorseful. And the fact that he did this over and over, I just, I can't envision him changing. It's, he's going to come out and do something again. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Which is a um, very helpless feeling. Oh, is it ever? Yeah. Uh, so as I did mention, though, Margaret, she cared for her son, but she was still very much so terrified for her own safety. Uh, she knew what, what David was capable of. Uh, she eventually went and purchased a gun mm. specifically to protect herself against her abusive son. Um, the one that he had. Probably. The one that he yeah. had stolen. Yes. Uh, now, unfortunately, David's family weren't the only victims of David's violent past. In August of 2018, David had met a woman online who we will call Tina. Okay. okay. So Tina never had any inclination that anything was off about him to put it in her own words. That's a quote from her. Okay. And she attributed, you know, much of the odd behavior, kind of the kind of strangeness from him once in a while to the supposed, quote, Navy SEAL training that he had talked oh about with gosh. her. Oh, my gosh. The fact that he's lying about that is also makes me so angry. Yeah. So the two were on and off for several months. They kind of, you know, seeing each other a bit, not and blah, blah, blah. And they decided to take a five-day beach vacation together to Atlantic City in July of 2019. It was a fun trip. Sure, but the intent was mostly to test the waters of a potential relationship with them, with each other, right? Okay, we're on and off a little bit. Is there anything actual real here? Could we actually be a couple? Mm -hmm. That's kind of the, the gist of this trip. So it was on this trip that David would show his true colors to Tina. Now to quote Tina again, quote, the first time he physically hit me was in the hotel room. I was like, Holy shit. And my mind just went into survival mode, just figuring out ways to keep the situation calm, to avoid getting hurt again, just keep everything cool, calm, and collected. So Tina managed to calm the situation down and they went on with their vacation. Then a few days later, shit would hit the fan. David, for one reason or another, became irate in the hotel room once again and began assaulting and torturing her in the hotel room. 
Oh my gosh. He would choke Tina until she passed out. Holy shit. She's would, lucky she's alive. Oh, just wait. He would beat her in the face repeatedly. And then he even went as far as waterboarding her in the bathroom. What does that mean again? So waterboarding, if you're not familiar with it, it's an individual is laid down. It's an ancient form of torture. Okay. okay. Um, you put a, well, I don't know if it's ancient, but it's an old form of torture. They lay you on your back and they put a cloth over your face and they oh, run water gosh. over it, essentially drowning you Yeah. like to the brink of death. And then they give you a gasp of air and do it again. Oh my gosh. Over and over and over. That is so terrifying. If you're wanting to know what waterboarding is even close to being like while you're still safe, just put a face cloth over your face that's wet and try to breathe. Okay. And then imagine water being poured over yeah. on top of it. Oh my gosh. It's wild. So he was doing this to her and she was rightfully so terrified. Yes. And was at his mercy. To make things even worse, he wasn't just harming her physically but he was playing intense psychological games with her as well as he was threatening to end her life. He said things like this, quote, how do you want your body to be found in the bathroom from an overdose? Or would you like your body to just disappear? <laughs> I can't do this anymore. This case is just, this guy is fucked up. Yes. Like, fuck this David dude. He is an absolute douche canoe. Oh my gosh, he is more than that. And the fact that he is just getting away with this stuff is making me just irate. Like, I feel like I need to release some angry <laughs> anger here. Please don't hurt me. I'm not going to hurt you, but this man is, this monster is making me just piss. That's exactly what he is. He's a fucking monster. Disgusting piece of shit. So Tina was... Like I said, at the mercy of this disgusting oh. piece of shit in the hotel room alone. Poor Tina. Luck, however, was on her side in this situation, though. If you can call it luck, I guess. I mean, it's a, a stroke of luck. Well, I'm shocked that she got out of this alive. It was the very day that they were supposed to check out. And they had missed their checkout time. Okay. So a staff member from the hotel had come up to the room to check on them. Okay. Someone was doing their job. I like this. Yes. And this gave Tina an opportunity to sprint out of the fucking room. And she ran to an adjacent room that the door happened to be open. And she got in there, slammed the door behind her and began to scream. He's going to kill me. He's going to kill oh me. Oh my gosh. That is just heartbreaking. Isn't it? I am so happy she got the fuck out of there, though. Holy. The fact that she did is is a little bit of a miracle, really. Yeah. Because, like, well, I mean, she would have had to, because um, what she endured and then she still lived kind of shows how strong she is, too. Mm -hmm. And honestly, she went through and interviewed and talked about this, too, to news sources. These quotes I got from her mm -hmm. are from her interviews. Wow. So good on her for having that strength because being able to talk about that stuff is, oh, can yeah. help other people. Yeah. And, but it also shows how strong she is too in that sense. Cause that would be very hard to talk about. Yeah. hundred percent. So, I mean, of course, local authorities with this situation, someone's screaming, he's going to fucking kill me. Right. They were called immediately. Um, and police issued an arrest warrant right away for David. However, David was able to evade the authorities. Okay, because, yeah, the date situation was just going in my head. That was 2018. He killed his mom the next year. He should be in fucking jail. Like, he shouldn't have been able to kill his mom. Well, the main reason he was able to avoid authorities in this incident was he left the hotel before authorities got there, right? Like, he just, he just ditched. Oh, gosh. Okay. And his name was never entered into the National Crime Information Center which basically meant, I mean, he's a, he's a wanted individual. There's a warrant out for his arrest, immediate arrest, right? But this basically meant that the moment he left state to go back home, no authorities outside the state of New Jersey knew he was a wanted criminal because he wasn't registered in this fucking National Crime Information Center. Oh my gosh. Now, eventually, oh. after the murder of, of his mother, 
Dave, <laughs> David was charged in connection to this incident in 2020. That's too late. Definitely. I mean, thankfully he was charged, but still, yes, too little, too mm -hmm. late. Um, and in this incident, he was charged, including aggravated assault, terroristic threats for threatening Im immediate death and criminal restraint. Uh, though I was unable to find the result of this trial and I was actually unable to even confirm if that trial had taken place yet. So oh, okay. he may still be on trial for that coming soon. Okay. So that's good. He may end up hopefully maybe getting more time, but then I'm just like, huh, I wonder if the plea thing was like, oh, but him killing his mom is way, like, not that it was bad what he did to Tina, but his mom, like. He yeah. Well, he actually took her. a life. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. Now I was able to find one more thing regarding, um, the potential trial or the trial that may have occurred or whatever. I was able to find one thing. Reportedly, he has also entered a plea for those charges as well. Oh, <gasps> see, my brain right now is just going a mile a minute because I'm trying to justify shit that. But you can't. But it, it, I just, I can't. None of this can be justified this as far as gonna, I'm concerned. It's fucking bullshit. It's going to be keeping us up at night. Yeah. It, yeah, I don't know. I don't get it. That doesn't make any sense. No, it makes absolutely no sense. Like zero fucking none. And apparently, okay, there was also an incident apparently about a week prior to him assaulting his mother and taking her life. I think it was in late August. Uh, I have not my notes here. Um, August 24th, uh, he was given a just a citation outside of Pitts, Pittsburgh after punching a Lyft driver. Yeah. Wow, what a winner. This yeah. guy is, is about as scum as they get, hey? Yep. Uh, so to finish off this case... I wanted to read a quote from David's half-sister, Ellen. Oh, boy. Um, and this is taken uh, directly from the courtroom. Quote, there were so many instances for David to be stopped in 2019 alone, and yet he was able to slip through the cracks again. He is a Ted Bundy type. You know, he is manipulative, charismatic, and is able to manipulate people. He is also a sociopath who is capable of murder. Oh my gosh, that's haunting. Isn't it? And that's probably, I mean, because he has 20 years, right? Yep. Do you, uh, do you know how, around how old he is? He was 33 at the time. Oh shit. So he's okay. going to get out at least when he's 53. Yeah. Plenty of life still left. That is so much more time to do a yeah. lot of damage. I mean, he might get parole. I don't know if there's going to be any additional charges for the incident with his ex-girlfriend. We can only hope. We can only hope, I guess, at this point. But it honestly, as far as the court sees, it was just assault and uttering threats, really. For what? Against Tina? Against Tina. Oh. As, I'm saying I'm playing devil's advocate here as far as the court may look at it, especially if they're taking a plea deal. That's so attempted murder. He may only get just like aggravated assault charges for it and maybe a few months tacked on. Because huh. of a plea deal. Like, you see what I mean? He's pleading guilty. Yeah. So he's probably going to get a lesser sentence, which is fucked up because like you said, yeah, you damn near like he tried to fucking murder her. Yeah. And like, honestly, that should have been dealt with. And then like his mom would still be alive. Yeah. Just saying that is so this case. Thanks a lot. I am just fucking pissed right now. <laughs> Rightfully so. I mean, I was yeah. angry several times when researching this. I kept getting to the point was like, okay, here's the case. Here's the information. And then here's another piece. And I'm like, wait, what the fuck? Yeah. Wow. That's unreal. Unreal. I mean, and any life is a life, but it just on, it's, it's hard to comprehend too, that it was, it's all mom. Yeah. Who sounds like she was kind of amazing. She was. She so. literally was in the court. She's terrified for her own life to the point where she's buying a gun for her own safety against this individual. But yet she still wants him to be protected. Yeah, she's in the court trying to get a lesser charge for him. Hmm. Like that is a fucking golden hearted woman right there. Well, yeah. And you have to wonder why. Why would he even want to do that to her then? I don't know. Oh, gosh. Okay. Holy moly. Yeah. Huh. So that's uh, the story of Margaret Sumners. Yeah. And her 
piece of shit son David Sumner's. He definitely isn't relationship material because don't they? What's the saying that how a man treats his mom is how he'll also like treat his wife? Yeah. You know, so this guy, if he ever ends up in a relationship, like, dear God, please. I really hope he doesn't. Yeah, that's not going to end well. No. So um, hopefully you guys are able to process this better than Nicole, because I'm looking at her right now and her face is just like confusion, anger. And I think she might take it out on me because I <laughs> she's pissed off that I put her through. This oh, right my now. gosh. You're just you're trying to make people worried about your safety now. Maybe. Gosh. No, you don't need to be worried about my safety. Nicole will not. I know that, but. She may be mad at me for a few days. Well, sure. I just, I have a lot of thinking to do. This is, it's just. Oof. Well, I've been thinking on this case for about a week now, and I have yet to, to come up to any sort of conclusion that, that can make sense of it. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing, so. No, there really isn't, so. Um, but, I mean, it was a good, like you presented it well, it was good for us to, to learn of this, I suppose, but. <laughs> it is real fucked it is it's absolutely fucked um if you guys want to check out some more of our stuff uh we appreciate that we got youtube we got patreon we got instagram we got facebook we got reddit we, we got twitter we got all of it good job thank you appreciate that mm -hmm. we appreciate you guys too if you guys want to just stick around for the next episode or this is the only episode you ever listen to to of ours hey we appreciate that too yeah You're anyone incredible. that's here we appreciate you so freaking much yeah uh, if you really want, you can head over to YouTube where we're going to be posting a lot of vlogs here coming up. We got one that we're editing right now. Like we mentioned at the beginning of this, the mm -hmm. day in the life of us yeah. in our tiny home and all that sort of stuff. And a lot more to come. We're cracking down on that content creation here. So well, yeah, it's, it's going to be more in depth about our life in general, about business, right? About tiny home living. So if yeah. any of those things also interest you, true crime as well. So yeah. And we've had a lot of questions about like podcasting um where to start how to mm -hmm. get started equipment all that we'll be doing some uh, educational content regarding that on our, totally. our podcast or our, our youtube as well because so. yeah it would be helpful for us too because we do get asked that often and we can be like oh watch this video yeah super helpful yeah here you go here's the link yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah even if you're just here still listening to us ramble about stuff stuff and things stuff and things and things and stuff i know how many people actually listen to the bitter end right? i don't know I don't know. I'm curious. We should do like a poll or something. One Maybe day. we will. On our socials. Yeah. Or we'll have to say something so weird at the end and ask people what it was or something. Yeah. Go on our social media right now and comment barbecue sauce. <laughs> and that's how we'll know that you listened to the very end of this episode. Oh my okay? gosh. I love Just that. barbecue sauce. Barbecue sauce. Nothing more. Just barbecue sauce. <laughs> okay. That's your task. Yeah. All right. Um, well, we're going to let you go. Thanks for being here, guys. You're absolutely incredibly wicked. And uh, until next time. Stay wicked. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods, for 50 to 80% less in similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.